0: Welcome to SHIFT by Alberta Innovates, I'm Katie Burnett
1: and I'm John Hagan. Today we're talking with Don Troopman. Don is a manager with Alberta Innovates specializing in the areas of smart agriculture and food. Don's work involves designing programs and building relationships within the agri-food industry and scientific communities to create a sustainable future for the industry in Alberta. So you know the drill. Grab that steering wheel, pay attention to the road and welcome to SHIFT. <laughs>
0: so much for being on shift with us today. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited. So tell us, what is your role here at Alberta Innovates? Uh,
2: so I work as manager in smart agriculture and food, and so one of the priorities we're really looking at is to enable that transition to digital technologies within the agriculture sector.
0: So that's cool. Like my, so I have a bit of a farming background, my family, and um, I'm not going to lie, my papa still has a pitchfork and it's uh, (laughs) pretty old school on the farm, but I hear that's changing.
2: Yeah, it is changing. I mean, I don't think the pitchfork is going to go away because we might always need those rudimentary technologies. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's absolutely changing. Um, Farms are becoming smart, if you will. Um, So we have all this data that are being collected um, through many different types as sensors. And agriculture is really just kind of the perfect uh, perfect industry for digital technologies because you have all these uh, natural feedback bio loops. So every time a plant grows, every time there's input put on into it, whether that be sun, fertilizer, moisture, uh, you kind of get this immediate feedback loop.
0: That's interesting. So how is the data collected?
2: Uh, there are a few different ways. So we work really closely with um a few different smart farms in the province one of them being old the other being lakeland and working on a few other initiatives as well um but basically you 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 use sensors within the soil or within collecting in other metrics, and then you can analyze the data as you go forward. So there's just, it's actually enormous, the types of technologies that are around there. Uh, Your machinery can be constantly collecting data and putting it in the cloud for you to analyze. Um, But it's kind of massive, so it's hard to say just one, but moisture sensors, soil sensors, all those types of things.
1: Okay, I represent the Ludites here. So what, what does a sensor in the soil look like?
2: Oh, right. It could be something really simple that's just measuring microbes or something like that, or just moisture. So I've seen some from different groups that they've actually, these sensors have been around since the 90s, and they're just measuring, it honestly just looks like a piece of plastic that's in the soil. And then the more advanced ones might have these other things that are they're measuring more in real time. Um, in the livestock industry, for instance, there's a company that's Alberta-grown, Alberta-based, uh, called GrowSafe. They're based in Airdrie. And and basically, every time the cow sticks their head in the feed bunker, they have their little RFID tag that's being read. And it's taking multiple second readings per second of how much they're eating. And then it's correcting. So if a bird lands on the feeder, it'll correct for that in the next reading, right? So then it tells you exactly with precision how much input is going into per pound of beef that is produced, for instance.
0: Smart agriculture and smart cows.
2: Definitely smart cows. <laughs> Internet of cows. Yeah,
0: I, I love it. Change. I love it. So the data is being collected. Who owns that data? Is it
2: the farmer? Uh, it's the farmers. I mean, it's a it's a little bit of uh, as we all know, data ownership is a little bit of a tricky business. We're actually in a lot of different discussions with our own Alberta Data Institute about, about that, what that might look like going forward. But uh, Uh, Right now, yes, it's the producer that owns it, um, but there's lots of research research agreements that go into different projects. So in my former career, I worked for an organization called Livestock GenTech, and so they did a lot of research. So they also had a lot of their own data, but ultimately, yes, belongs to the producer, and they give permission for it to be used.
1: So you'd mentioned a couple of different schools that you're working with, uh, Olds and Lakeland. Can you tell us a little bit about About both of those?
2: Absolutely, I'll do my best. Um, Maybe you can have them as a guest one day on the show.
0: We would love that. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless plug. (laughs) Yeah,
2: but um, yeah, absolutely. Olds has been really really aggressive and and moving very quickly in the space as as you need to be because it's a very fast-moving space. Um, But they have every August uh, an event called Egg Smart at, at Olds. And so basically they get together all the different startups, all the existing companies to kind of Get everyone in the know of what's going on in the space in digital agriculture and smart agriculture uh, Lakeland has really good facilities partic- particularly in the dairy industry so they have a newish dairy barn they also have their student managed farm so both colleges are doing a really really excellent job at uh, reskilling and upskilling the next generation of the labor force and the current ge- labor force as well so so yeah we're happy to be working with them
0: Wow and I know that um, last summer we announced Kane the Okay, I'm going to get this right. Canadian Agri-Food Autonomous Innovation Network? You're really
2: close. Well, you're a little bit close. Um, I tried. It's the Canadian Agri-Food Automation and Intelligence Network.
0: Oh, I was... (laughs)
2: Like. <laughs> you got the first little bit there. Yeah, yeah you got there the well. Canadian
0: part right.
2: I mean, that's the most important part, right? <laughs> yeah, so that was really exciting. So that was basically coming out of a federal initiative um, in the Ministry of, oh, this is where I'm going to get it wrong, uh, Innovation Science and Economic Development. Um, and so they had their SIF, which is the Strategic Innovation Fund competitions, and they had I think at five different streams of CIF, and we applied for the CIF stream four, which was automation and digital technologies in the agri-food sector. And we were successful, um, largely in part of our strong partnerships across Canada. So Kane, as we'll call it from now on, so we don't have to, <laughs> we don't have to worry about that extra long name. Um, is a pan-Canadian effort, so um, one of the main partners when we were pull- pulling the application together was Vineland Research Group, uh, and they're based in Niagara. And um, then the, oh, the two colleges we mentioned, Olds and Lakeland College, also MDA, uh, Linamar Dot Autonomous Systems and Trustpix, which is a company based here in Edmonton. So
0: Dot is like the super cool tractors, right?
2: That's the one. Yeah, they came to the announcement and uh, the minister was driving it around like a remote control car, like an enormous... I was very nervous. Uh, he did a very good job. It's just it's just a kind of a nerve-wracking thing to see see something moving on its own, no. but that, that's like the a, way
1: of the future. Like a full-size legit tractor. It's, huge.
2: it's not It doesn't look like a tractor. It's sort of U-shaped, and then the implements go within the autonomous system, the U-shape, so um yeah we'll have to send you a photo. It's pretty cool looking. I remember
0: watching and we have a pond like right behind where they parked the tractor I'm like, "Man, the wrong button and it's going to go right into oh, the yeah, pond and we're I'm never going to get it out." But I luckily was about, luckily <laughs> about the cars
2: in the parking <laughs> Oh, yeah,
0: that too. I mean, luckily luckily we had some excerpts behind uh, the remote and not me. So <laughs> right, yeah. Wow. So, so what cool. is the goal of Kane then? What is what is the purpose? Right.
2: So it's really just to advance the agri food and technology sectors in Canada. So, we're building a network to really focus on three areas, and that's the automated technologies ecosystem data-driven decision frameworks and that smart farm platform that we've talked a little bit about. And the reason we're doing it is really to advance agri-food and technology sectors, but that's including enhancing productivity and cost efficiency within the agri-food industry, and as well as returning those premiums of value added to producers and all the members along the value chain.
0: So you just mentioned um, cost. How, How does that look for the farmer? Are they ready for this? Is it a really large upfront cost?
2: It's um, some technologies are right. I mean, farming is agriculture is already a fairly small margin business. Um, so there are some defi- definitely some technology ch- adoption challenges to be considered. Uh, and that's one of the things that uh, the network hopes to address is sort of providing the best bang for your buck. What producers can adopt most effectively for their system, for their needs. Um, and so it's something that will take some it will definitely take some time to. Um, the good news is there are a lot of early adopters in, in agri-food, um, but it's something that the network will have to work directly, and we have really good partners to do that, so the colleges will be an important player in that, um, some of the other players along the value chain as well.
1: Right. Now, not that we should be comparing ourselves, but as, as a jurisdiction, Alberta, um, in partnership with Canada, where, where do we kind of position ourselves? Where do we see ourselves in relation to the rest of the world in terms of agri-food and all mm-hmm.
2: that? I think Alberta has a really big role to play. We have a good arable land base. We have a good labor force. Um, we have a high-tech sector. Edmonton and Calgary, particularly the universities, are doing a good job of sort of retraining for this new digital economy. So I think Alberta ha- has a lot of the resources and we had a lot of the investment. Alberta Innovates has had the had some past investments. Now we have this federal investment. Um, we've had other provincial support in this space. So it's a really, as I mentioned, it's a really fast moving sector, the ag tech and the smart agriculture space. But Alberta definitely has some advantage. in Canada has some advantages um, if we're going to maintain that position we kind of have to keep on pushing and be quite quick and quite aggressive in the space um, but I, I do think that the network as well as Alberta Innovates have a have a good uh, role to play in making sure that happens. That's cool.
0: So going back to smart agriculture what, um, what trends and, and um, opportunities and in innovations do you see happening right now and in the future?
2: Okay, there's, you know, the nice thing about these sort of smart technologies, including automation and artificial intelligence, is that they do play a role kind of throughout the value chain. So we see some of these things uh, at the very the breeding level. So this is some of the things that the Smart Agriculture Program Alberta Innovates has invested in the past, and that might be in these omics technologies and really investing in sort of uh, the plant breeding and the animal breeding aspect of that. Uh, Then it might move on to the producer stage where we talked a little bit about those sensors there's also not going to be software as a service sort of things like that precision agriculture you might have some fintech things coming into the agricultural space um
1: Sorry, just for clarity, FinTech is...
2: Oh, like financial technology. Financial so technology. so just access to capital, um, Farm Credit Canada is something that's looking at this so so far. And there's been a bunch of, you know, it's, like I say, it's such a fast-moving space. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to keep on top of it. But uh, I think we do have the expertise here. Um, in terms of value-added, mm-hmm. um, we have robotics. So that's going to really enhance worker safety. Um, it's also going to address some of the labor shortages that we have in agriculture. Not everyone wants to work in a slaughter plant, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really going to give an opportunity to have those... Those uh those different types of skills, those reskilling and upskilling of Albertans to the to the new digital economy. Uh, at the retail level, it is going to improve demand forecasting, so we have less food waste, things like that. Um, and at the consumer level, um, there there could be things like apps for assurances for food safety, for food quality, um, to really meet these sort of different trends that are being demanded, these climate friendly diets, those types of assurances that consumers are interested in.
1: It's- Utterly fascinating.
2: Yeah, that's right. And I think it is a real opportunity to Mm. sort of reposition agriculture to kind of make agriculture cool again.
0: Um, Hashtag make agriculture (laughs) cool again. That's that's what you should be using from now on.
2: But yeah, even places like China, they're really investing in sort of – the education component of drone technicians, for instance. So, yes, you're right. The younger generation of, of uh, people, they, they might want to be going to something that's a little bit more trendy, a little bit more right. up and coming. But then it's like, oh, but you can have a job... You know, controlling and driving this drone. You know, all of a sudden it sounds. Hey, that sounds like a cool job. I think I want to do that. Versus toiling in the field for hours. You still might be standing in a field for hours, but maybe you're not toiling quite as much. Right. I mean, you get to
0: play with like a cool toy, <laughs> exactly. kind of, right? Exactly. And the data
2: science component as well. I mean, mm-hmm. that's moving up in so many different sectors of the of the economy, right? That it doesn't have to be just for healthcare, for instance. It can be agriculture. It's going to be for oil and gas. It's going to be for all these different industries.
0: So walk me through this a little bit more. So the farmer is collecting data mm-hmm. with his cows, his smart cows, if you will, <laughs> um, and, and with his crops. So what is he doing with that data?
2: That's the thing. So that's, um, that's a little bit where it might be a little bit stuck right now that this new network and some of the investments that we're hoping to make uh, will, will help with this area of adoption. Because it's true right now, um, we do have the technology to collect the data. Uh, there might be some cost pro prohibitations there, but we do have the technology. Um, but there are some things to think about in terms of how the data will be used. Um, so so even if the data are collected, um, they have to be cleaned and put in a usable format. Um, so they and they also be put in the same format. So sometimes you get data directly from the soil or from your livestock about how much they're eating. So it might be in something of the eight x amount of kilograms mm-hmm. um, but then you might also want to compare that to oh, where else are they eating you know if they're not just in a confined feeding operation where are they eating along um, the pasture so maybe you have a gps collar on your cow um, and you can see um, you can map that to see where in the pasture she's eating and um, and then you could also do an overlay of uh, a satellite image mm-hmm. but then you have these different types of data so you have visual data and you have data that's more in like a usable format, but you have to get them in the same format to really be able to make these decisions. So that's something that the that the investments that we're looking at will hopefully help with. And there's so many groups looking at this space as well. But um, that is a challenge. I mean, sometimes it's hard to sort of see us like, well, I'm collecting all this data, what am I supposed to do with it? Um, but we have the technology is the exciting part. We have the technology, we have the computing power. So those are those some of the things that we're really holding it back and Holding back the advancement of the technology in the past, and we're there. So, the next step. Right.
0: So, going back to Kane here, um, why Kane? Why now? You know, it's 20, we launched it in 2019. What really spurred that?
2: Uh, so as I mentioned, it was spurred by the, the competition itself held by the federal government. Um, but bringing in the groups together was really spurred by, um, so Cornelia and our group really brought the team together. So the initial sort of proposal went in right before I arrived here at Alberta Innovate. So it was a really exciting time for me to jump in. Um, and then the, it kind of di- merged up with different those different groups that I mentioned within Kane. But it's important because we have an opportunity and kind of in my point of view, an obligation to sort of of help lead the space and we have the land base we have uh you know in certain areas of the province more abundant access to water uh fresh air so it's just it's a good space to produce more food in a sustainable manner for not only for the well-being of our own citizens but also for trade and export
0: So for the farmers that aren't into the autonomous, um, you know, sphere yet, what is the benefit for them? Like, what would you say to encourage them to change how they're currently farming?
2: Right. So um, I would say to look at sort of, I hate the term, but kind of the lowest hanging fruit. So to see how they can best produce more with less so that might be doing something that's a little bit more on that precision agriculture space so that's something that's been around for a long time so so something that used to not be very common for instance was uh, zero till seeding so it used to be that uh, when you're growing your crops you plow up the land and you plant your seeds and it was thought that sort of this aeration of the soil was maybe better um, and it wasn't really considered that you're losing a lot with water and wind erosion by doing that and now it's just sort of standard industry practice that you do zero till or no-till depending on the conditions if you're able to right um, so it's kind of like that that now you that most tractors come with GPS technologies or you can get it put onto your older tractors mm-hmm. and modified in that way and so really just sort of applying those precision, type technologies first, so only applying fertilizer where you need it, for instance.
1: How do we reach out to those uh, old school farmers?
2: Right, Uh, so it is tricky. I mean, Mm -hmm. technology transfer and extension efforts are a whole uh, whole science on their own. And uh, it's definitely something that we work with our partners to reach out with. So with the colleges, for instance, they, they work a lot with their local communities. Uh, we, al- we also have our regional innovation network. So we work with uh, Karen, which reaches out, and the Lethbridge Group as well within Alberta Innovates that uh, reach out to some of the people in that space. Right. Um, so so that's something to sort of use your network as well. And we go to business development type events. So we were just at Farm Tech um, telling everyone about uh, what Alberta Innovates is up up to mm. and Innotech was there as well. Right. Um, they had a really nice hemp booth
0: in Jan Slowski's group. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh Jan. We love Jan over here.
1: Now you mentioned Karen, that's one of the regional innovation networks, right? No, that's right. Okay. Yes,
0: yes,
2: yes, so, sorry, that's the Central Alberta Research Innovation Network. Okay.
1: And these these RINs, these regional innovation networks are across the province. Mm-hmm. So people listening, if you're if you're a farmer, you're interested in this sort of thing, or not a farmer and interested in this sort of thing, people can reach out to the regional innovation network. and and have conversation with them about those sorts of things. Cool.
0: So just to tie this up a little bit more, um, so I'm sure you're familiar with InVentures, our annual conference that we put on in Calgary this year. It's June 3rd to 5th. Um, One of our tracks is Smart Agriculture. Are you going to be there? Are you working on anything for us? Yes, uh, we are very much looking
2: forward to adventures. So Kane was very fortunate, and we are coming on board as an adventures partner. Cool. Woo! Yeah. So, so I'm not. I don't want to, you know, bias anyone. But Thursday morning, you might want to come over to the Kane programming. Although the adventures program is going to be, you know, they're both going. to It's going to be a hard choice. But I'm just going to put out <laughs> there that Thursday morning we'll have some Kane programming uh, to. Hopefully have some exciting uh, announcements at that same time as well. So
0: please, please stay tuned. Well, you have me really, really intrigued. Thank you, Don, so much for being here. This was a riveting conversation. <laughs> Thank you very much.
1: Shift is brought to you by Alberta Innovates. We can be found online at www.shift.albertainnovates.ca or you can reach out any old time at shift at I'm John Hagen. On behalf of everyone here at Shift, thanks for tuning in. Until next time.